second straight week that Brady's had multiple interceptions. Can you just speak to what was going on maybe with the, the receivers? And no, I had nothing to do with receivers. It was him. Bruce, and just to clarify, last night you had mentioned that, that the, the two Brady interceptions were on him and not the receivers. Did he do something wrong on that initial throw to Darden? No, somebody asked me what the second interception was. All right, not both of them. I didn't consider the first one interception. To me, that's a fumble. And, yeah, it looked, uh, looked like it, yeah. It, uh, so, I didn't even, in my mind, that wasn't an interception. So, the other one was, you know, just a little sailed over, over Mike's head. But, uh, no, I didn't, I wouldn't consider that first one a pick. Was that the same guy in both clips? Was that the same guy? I just want to make sure. I mean, is there an identical twin we don't know about that somehow slipped into the mix for Bruce Arians? Is it Bruce and Bob Arians? Look, I know we're in post-truth America now, and you just say whatever you want to say, regardless of what you may have previously said, and you just act like you didn't say it. It's it, it's it wasn't me come to full and complete fruition throughout our society. But you're still going to get called out when you try to pull something like that. There was no ambiguity about the question that was asked on Sunday. He wasn't asked about the second interception. He was asked about interceptions. Right. Is there an issue with receivers, not receiver, receivers? And there are only two interceptions. The next day you say, no, I was only talking about one. one there was only one. I was talking, The other one, I don't even... Stop it. And Chris, when we consider how salty Tom Brady was... After that game, he shows up at the press conference and he, and he says, make it quick. Like, make, make hey, hey, come on, make it quick. Like, he talked for 70 seconds and then they coaxed a couple more out of him. I'd love to know what Tom Brady said to Bruce Arians once he caught wind of Bruce trying to rewind to last year when he used to call out Tom all the time, just kind of like to show I'm the boss. Because this year, if I'm Tom Brady and he tries to call me out, I'm going to go to him and I'm going to say, look, Bruce, Bruce, where you keep your Super Bowl ring that we won last year? Where you keep it? Oh, that's where it, well, give it to me. Because I'm the reason you have it, not you, me. So if you're going to pull this crap again this year, we're going to have a different conversation than we did last year. I took it last year because I was the new guy. I think I've proven myself since then. And I don't mind you calling me out when I do something that I shouldn't do. But if you're going to start calling me out for stuff that I didn't do, this this relationship is not going to last as long as you think it is. I, I I just love to know. I know that's what I would have said if I was Tom Brady. What the hell are you doing? What is this crap? So something caused Bruce Arians to do a 180 between Sunday and Monday, and I'd just love to know what it is. Well, I think first off, he realizes, like, when he talk about the interceptions, like, the first one was, you know, ridiculous to blame that on Tom Brady. I think that's, you know, he probably came to that realization after he realized what he said. He's seeing the then highlights. Then just say I made a mistake. I know. Don't, I don't say know that's why. not Nobody what I was asked. they make mistakes what is anymore. That? Nobody ever yeah. makes a mistake, ever. No, I get it. I get it. Now, I, listen, I think that's what makes Tom Brady awesome, though, too. He can take that stuff. And it does show something to the rest of the football team. I think it was part of the reason everything worked last year because Bruce Arians didn't let any, like, you know, bullcrap excuses fly by. Oh, we're learning a new offense. He didn't care. He didn't want to hear it. You know, so he does drive a hard bargain that way. He is the head coach. I get it. But, yeah, you know, he was certainly wrong with that. I don't know why he doesn't just make, you know, you're, you're right. Just go, you know, I, I messed up. I don't know why I said that about the first one. It wasn't his fault. Maybe he was thinking in general – just the 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 last four interceptions from Brady, and you know, and, and, then, and then he could have said that. That's he what he could have said, said that. right? Because really, you don't need to come out. No, you don't need to exactly. come out and say that's not what I was asked. Yes, right, exactly right. I, you know, don't blame it on like the media and try to make them look the fool. I, I'm I'm with you there. 
Um, but yeah, you look other than that interception that you know was tipped in the air by D uh, Durden, uh, the rookie out of North Texas. You know, all the other ones are very similar interceptions. The last you know two games, the one against the the two against the Saints, kind of down the middle. And then, of course, the second one in this football game to Mike Evans down the middle as well, where just Brady, I don't know, doesn't see the coverage across the field here. But that certainly was not Tom Brady's fault. That's the receiver. He's got to hold the ball, and that's when it gets unlucky. But this interception right here, now this is three of those, that type of route and two games and that certain part of the field where – um, I don't know. Brady's just not seeing it right. The ball doesn't come out of his hand the right way. Uh, either way, he's on a little bit of a cold streak here. And, yeah, the Bucks are in general, kind of on both sides of the ball. By the way, let me just say something. Pete, save that clip that we just played for segment four, the next segment of the program, and you'll understand why when we have that conversation. For now, though, I'm going to throw another factor into this as well because maybe Brady didn't blow a gasket on Bruce Arians. Maybe someone with the last name of Glazer went to Bruce Arians and said, Bruce, we need to explain something to you. Have you, have you noticed how many more people are at our games this year <laughs> than in 2019 when you were the coach and Jameis Winston was a quarterback. Have you, have you, do you, do you understand what having number 12 means to us financially? We would kind of like to have him play for us as long as he will 45, 46, 47, 48, whatever it is, we, we, we want him. So let's not, let's not take any chances here when it comes to, you know, calling out a guy for something he didn't do. And also, Bruce Arians understands the importance of protecting Tom Brady from the kind of pressure that causes him to make ill-advised throws. Here's Arians on the importance of keeping Tommy upright. We've got to protect our quarterback better early in the game. And, yeah. uh, and maybe we'll, we'll take some shots down the field like we normally do when he's protected. But when he, if he's getting hit a bunch early, he ain't hold on to it very long. I don't know when yeah. it does. There were a couple, two or three, that we maybe could have held on to it and, and thrown it down the field. Uh, but uh, in a game like that, knowing the coverage that we're getting, um, throw it underneath and, and get on to the next play and make sure we get five or six and, and play it that way. Teams want to make us – They want everybody's trying to take that away, and we know that, so it's going to be hard to get down the field. And, we, we, you know, we haven't seen a lot of it this year, but what did we see last year, especially in the NFC Championship, where, as you pointed out while we were watching the games on Sunday, it would have been one of the all-time great title game meltdowns if the Packers had managed to win three interceptions on three consecutive drives because Brady has a propensity when he feels the walls closing in to, to do what we saw Derek Carr do a couple of times on Sunday night, throw it up for grabs, to avoid taking that big hit. And I'm not going to criticize a guy for it. Now, there's got to be a more artful way to do it than throw it up for grabs. But if all else fails, and I'm, I've am i got a big, strong guy bearing down on me that I know I'm going to lose this contest of Newtonian physics against, I'm getting rid of the football. And if it gets intercepted, so be it. That's better than me ending up being splattered onto the turf. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I hear that, you know, again, he's, he's, you know, middle, mid forties, he's trying to preserve and he's, yeah, he doesn't want to take the hits. No quarterback does certainly not. There's no doubt about that. You know, yeah, they've lost a little of the big play element of their team. You know, they haven't been able to run the ball quite the same way so that's not helping you know bring defenses up 
to where now they can get big plays. But, you know, the other thing I would say this again, too, and this is where, you know, I, I know people aren't going to like what I say here, but this is why he's not one of the five best quarterbacks in football right now. I'm sorry. I know he's awesome. He probably will win the MVP. I know. But he's not one of the five best quarterbacks in football. The five best quarterbacks in football and a lot of these things still make plays that we're talking about here. They still complete the pass. And that's where I get sick of the Brady talk sometimes. You know, and then people go, well, he doesn't have Gronk and Antonio Brown. I, okay, great. He's got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Does he have to have an all-star team to be awesome all the time? That's where I, I, I fight back against that narrative. Yes, you have to protect Tom Brady. He makes zero plays off schedule, and he's not good under pressure. Period. Period. That's, that's the way we are. Now, I know people are going to come at me and go, oh, you're a Brady hater. No, I'm just telling you the way it is right now in football. And, yeah, there was, you know, I'm, I'm excited to watch the film a little bit because I saw what Bruce Arians said a little bit when we were watching the game on Sunday. A few times where I went, ooh, it looked like somebody might have been open down the field, and he kind of just got the ball out of his hand real quick. Uh, he's not playing his best ball. We know he'll bounce back. But their defense is not the same right now. We know that. You know, they need their secondary to get healthy. Their pass rush hasn't been as dominant. And offensively, you know, they, they, they yeah, have lost their way a little. And he's in a cold streak. But, I, I mean, I'm not panicked about them by any stretch of the imagination. But, but, but let's remember this. And this is yeah. very important. Mm -hmm. Because we act like time stands still I when know. football season right. begins. right. There is a chance, and I'm not saying it's happening, but I think it would be ludicrous for us to completely remove it from the table. And I think we, we got intoxicated by the idea in the first couple of weeks of the season, hey, this guy can play until he's 50 if he wants to. There is a chance that when Father Time inevitably whacks Tom Brady over the head with that big-ass hourglass, it's not going to happen between January and August it's going to happen between September and January. There is a chance that the week in and week out rigors of getting yourself ready to play football and getting hit and getting banged around and your body's not recovering as quickly as it used to, no matter how much avocado ice cream you're eating, no matter how many, how many pliability exercises you're doing, you just get to a point where there's no toothpaste left in the tube. You know, no matter how much you curl it around and turn it upside down and bang it on the table and squeeze it, there's nothing left. There's a chance that it's going to happen when there's nothing left. That uh, During football season, we're going to get to that point during... And, and I'm not saying that we're there. Right. I'm just saying we're in new territory for everybody. 44 years old, this guy's still playing at a high level. Right. There is a chance that the last grain of sand is going to fall from the hourglass during football season. Yeah. We, right. And I mean, we have to be ready for no, it. No, you're right. You're right. And Mike, you know. He it, has to be ready for it. Yeah. He, it, it, well, I think it would be one of those things, like, I think what you're trying to say is, yeah, he, he kind of knows, like, man, this is it after just taking a beating, you know, throughout the year. And, yeah, he might not announce something like that, but you're just saying, like, he, you know, he might announce he's retiring in February or March or whatever, but he's going to come to the realization, right, at some point during the year after getting beat up and realizing, like, whoa, I don't recover. This is not the same way. I don't know if we're there yet. I don't think we are there yet. This is still a Buccaneers football team that has the potential, of course, to win the Super Bowl when they do get 100% right. healthy. Uh, but, but we need to watch for but it. But you're right. We need to we watch, need for, to watch for it. You're right. Because, well, it, it's again, it, it's two weeks in a row where if it's not protected 
and it's not all calm back there, that they're not the same team. And, you know, not everybody can replicate that. Of course, Washington and the Saints have really good defensive lines and good defensive coaches who can do some creative things there. So there's going to be other games here as we go down the stretch where it's going to look like it did, you know, against uh, some of the teams earlier this year where he just dices you up and it looks awesome and it's going to be like, man, he's still got it. But what we got to see is, you know, yeah, does he still got it, you know, when it's a defense that's the real deal that can really, you know, make things hard on Brady and the offense. And it's not just, hey, you get to sit back there and pat the ball two or three times and people are wide open. And I think that's what you're kind of saying. And, yeah, we do need to be aware of that, even for the great Tom Brady. Monday night, Buccaneers at the New York Giants. The G-Man. Boy. We know what the Giants have done to Brady over the years, and Joe Judge, the coach of the Giants, knows Tom Brady pretty well. That is going to be... Oh, it's in Tampa? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was in. Sorry. Thanks, Pete. Well, either way, either way, it's the Giants. It's Why the did Giants. I think it was MetLife Stadium? Because it was last year. Yeah. Remember that horrible call last year? Yeah. On the two point, was it a two-point conversion? Or was yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Giants right. had a chance to steal one there for sure. Well, if it was in MetLife Stadium, you could go see it. Too bad. I know. I dr- bad. Really, it is too bad. I've yet to bring my son, Philip to a Giants football game. And this year it was going to be the year I was going to do it. And I was hoping, man, they'll have a Monday night game at home and I'll try to do it. And they don't have anything. So uh, it is definitely on my bucket list and something I need to do as a father with my son. I mean, he's got to go to a Giants game. Come on. Initially, when Pete got in my ear and said versus the Giants, I thought I had picked up one of your notorious crutches that I get emailed about all the time. Tell Chris Sims in addition to it's not bangles, the word is not verse, it's versus. <laughs> I have gotten that email or some variation of it with profanity a hundred times this season. Wow. That's what I thought Pete was telling me. I thought I said verse. Right. I thought I I thought you were continuing to rub off on me. Yeah. This proximity for four and a half years. <laughs> but get, that wasn't it's not gonna change. Right. I mean, I'm gonna it's not verse. Yeah, well, it's, it's versus. Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna say verses. Sorry. Let's 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 take a break. Uh, when we return, a conversation about an important business decision that was made by Teddy Bridgewater on Sunday. Was it the right thing to do? And generally speaking, are these the types of business decisions that quarterbacks should be making? More PFT Live right after this. Nineteen twenty-three, the first time the Green Bay Football Corporation made shares of the team available. When it happened the first time, it was because they were having serious financial difficulties. There have been five other, including starting today, stock sales by the Green Bay Packers, and as of today, you can purchase a share of the team for $300. The Packers are trying to sell 300,000 fresh shares, diluting all of the prior shares that have been sold to raise $90 million. And the fine print, it's not even fine print. They're blatant about it. It's not real stock. It doesn't appraise in value. You can't sell it. All you basically get is a cool piece of memorabilia that you put in a frame and you hang on the wall somewhere. And you have official license to say we when they win or lose or do something good 
or bad, you actually and theoretically own a minuscule, tiny little piece of the team. And it's $90 million. It's money for nothing generated by the Green Bay Packers. And I used to have a problem with the last time they did the stock sale in 2011. I'm like, what idiot would do this? Hey, we spend money on all sorts of dumb crap. If you want to spend $300 on a stock certificate for the Green Bay Packers and feel like you're actually part of the team, even though you really aren't, go ahead and do it. I'm thinking about doing it just for craps and giggles. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I mean, is there, uh, yeah, I guess I'm a little surprised to hear. I'm not surprised, but I mean, I'm not buying any stock. I know that, but like, do you know, and maybe I wasn't listening. Maybe I was reading the computer here. Is there a reason? Do we know a reason why they're doing this right now? Usually they have some specific thing they're trying to do. Last time it was for upgrades at Lambeau Field. I did not notice why they are trying to raise the money now. Other than that they can, right? Why are they doing it? Because they can. Because it's been 10 years since we've passed the hat. And that's really what it is. It is a fancy way to pass the hat. And if you want to kick in 300 bucks, I mean... Teams have personal seat licenses now at stadiums. What the hell is that? Oh, you know what? You're buying tickets to the games, but you don't have a license to actually put your ass in the chair. That's a great one. I know. It goes along what with a bunch it. Of you need crap. to yeah. you need to have a license right. to actually put your butt in that chair. Oh, the the seat is reserved for you, but you can't sit in it. Unless you give us a big pile of money. So maybe that's the way other teams do it. Because Chris, it dawned on me yesterday. Why don't other teams just say, we're going to make 1% of our team available for public purchase and just do this every 10 years right. and keep diluting the shares, flooding. It doesn't matter. Nobody's selling them. Yeah, right. They're not appraising in value. They're not nothing. It's, it's, yeah, it's you can just gone. Keep collecting it's done. Money. Right. Just you're, se- you're selling a really cool document that lets you feel like you actually own part of the team and and uh you know people are going to buy it so i don't have a problem with it anymore if you want to do it do it if you want to spend 300 bucks on something spend your 300 bucks on a stock certificate it won't get caught up in the supply chain from china that's for damn sure yeah no i, I hear you let me and again and listen i'm i'm there's the packers of course are one of the great franchises in in you know american sports i'm sure there is they got a great following i'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who are going to you know want to do it just because of what you said, to feel a part of the team, feel like they have you know a little ownership, put it on their wall in their man cave or whatever in their family room. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting. And Pete makes a great point. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Pete makes You're a good. great point. It's better to do this. Let the people who are in the fan base, who are willing to give their own money to the team over and above anything they get by way of value other than a piece of paper, that's better than bilking taxpayers generally to pay for a stadium. It's one of the reasons why the the efforts to fund stadiums never end up on a ballot because they when they end up on a ballot, they lose miserably because most of the people, this may be shocking to zealous hardcore football fans, most of the people in your community don't give a crap about that team yeah, and right. would not authorize spending one red cent toward building a, a stadium. They wouldn't. No. Why would they? No, I know. Pay for it yourself, billionaire. Yeah, right. So so pass the hat to the people who are willing to put money in it. All right. That's one business decision that you can make if you want to. 
Teddy Bridgewater made a business decision on Sunday that he is being vilified for. It happened after a fumble, game still in dispute, 20-13, to 13, late in the third quarter. Darius Slay of the Eagles scoops up the ball after it squirts out near the fringe of the red zone, and there goes Darius Slay, and oh, he fumbles it again, and oh, he picks it up, and oh, nobody's real. You know, look at this. Not much of an effort to try to track down Darius Slay, and here comes Teddy Bridgewater with the... the <laughs> mildly threatening shoulder lean that did absolutely nothing to affect the play. And uh, look, Chris, I, I, I wish he just would have gone to the sideline or sheltered in place. We, we see quarterbacks do that all the time. Just stay away. Don't get so close that it's conspicuous that you're not really making an effort to try to make the tackle. I, I get it. I wish he would have made the tackle. That's what I wish. You know, again, I'm not saying you got to be a headhunter to play play quarterback. And I understand that. I know what you're going to do. Like, I, yeah, I don't want Baker Mayfield running down and, like, I got to hit the guy and crush him. Oh. But Oh, and having his shoulder messed I up. I get it. The rest I don't want that either. surgery I, afterwards. I, I get, but that's I what happens. It. Well, okay. That's when you're going to look for contact. Here, it was served up on a platter for you. You're the quarterback of the team. The game's still in, in, in like, in a in a spot where it could go either way that is not acceptable that is not acceptable not acceptable not acceptable you get, first off the ball the ball carrier ended up right in your lap yeah he ran around for 20 minutes and there he is you know i don't know i'd have a hard time even playing teddy bridgewater this week after that i'm i'm dead serious that's a wow. horrible example for your football team wow. you know again i'm not saying you got to go out and find the contact but you are a football player. You do have a right to, I mean, you do have the right as far as to help your football team out. You don't have to crush the guy. It's, it would be hard It would be hard for me to think that anybody be in that locker room can really get behind Teddy Bridgewater going into this game. So what would he have done? What, what, what would you have done in that spot? I, I've you been just in like this, throw your shoulder to you his just, legs? What I, do you do? I got into a spot a little like that. We were playing the Carolina Panthers in 2005. And it was um, Rucker, the defensive lineman. I'm gonna. I can't. Darius. Mike, Mike Rucker. Rucker. Mike Thank Rucker. you very much, guys. Yeah, Darius is the singer, right? Yeah, right. It wasn't Hootie. I could tackle him. I would have brought brought the pain for him. But Cadillac Williams fumbled, and now he's kind of got it in the scrum, and here he comes. And you know, I just I let him run. He's gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna hit him hard. I knew that. I was gonna get hurt. I I, I get it. There has to be a little common sense there. He just ran. I let him. He run me. He ran me over. And I made sure I put my hands up in the air and my legs in the air so he tripped and fell. You know, that's what you got to do there. You got to. You owe that to your football team there and still a very competitive part of the game. I mean, Mike, that was so egregious that it looks like uh, – the reason I didn't comment on highlights on, on, on Football Night in America or even the – like I, I wanted to hear it talk because I thought, well, maybe they thought they heard a whistle and the play was dead – I, I was always shocked from the get-go of the look of that play. And to me, um, I, I find that to be unacceptable. And I know there's a fine line of protecting yourself at quarterback and you're the franchise and everything that. I get that. He's not the franchise. This was a big game for their football team. And it's a really bad look. And I would have a hard and, – and to me, listen, I think it goes hand-to-hand to why they fall apart – as the game goes on, there's nothing there. The team watched that on the sidelines, and they just go, well, if he doesn't care, well, it's hard for me to care. 
And uh, to me, it's just uh, horrible, horrible. I don't know any other this way to is say a guy, This yeah. is a guy who had a non-contact knee injury in 2016. Yeah. That there was talk of amputation. I got this you. This is a guy who, who needs to do everything he can to stay healthy. Now, again, I think you're better off if you stay out of the frame. I hear you. You're, you're better off if you don't even get close to it. Then no one's going to be in a position to criticize you because it's a lot harder to criticize lack of effort to get to the point where you could make a tackle than to be at the point where you could make a tackle and not do it. And I mention that because the second interception that Tom Brady threw on Sunday, he stayed exactly where he was. Right. Even though if you watch it, yeah, he could have gotten over there and maybe been in a position to cut off the path you know, toward the end zone. Watch Brady. You can't really see him here, but he, when this, when the ball carrier starts coming back, he's back there. You see a little flash up. Yeah, see I him? saw him. Saw I know. He didn't move. He didn't move. He made no effort. If So I guess my point is this. Hey, quarterbacks, don't even make the effort. Stay where you are. Shelter in place. Stay away from the fray because nothing good is going to come out of it. Because, because, and, and you know what? We've gone back and forth on whether or not we're going to play the sound. I think it's important to play the sound. Well, okay. Well, let me just say one uh, thing before we to, go to it. Just one uh, thing, ahead. and we'll go like. But but see, the difference to me there is like I don't doubt if that DB ran around in some circles first and did all that, that Brady would have put him himself in position. Now he's not gonna. I'm not saying he's gonna lay like lay the wood and crush the guy, but I don't have any doubt that Brady would have gotten away if it got served up that way, like it did for Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I, I really have a hard time. I've seen Brady make tackles before. He hasn't been afraid of contact. And again, I do think you owe it to your football team in that situation right there. Not saying you got to be a killer, uh, but th- that's what I'll say about that. And I'll, I'm sorry to, yeah, let's hear from. Uh, let's hear from Vic Fangio. Sure. And, and also, Teddy Bridgewater, who was not supposed to speak yesterday, but was available to answer he questions to. about that moment. Here we go. Well, I'd like to see us all pursue it a little bit better offensively and find a way to get that guy down. You know, and at the top of the uh, where Teddy got involved, I think he thought he was forcing it back into somebody else that had an angle on him. But I'd like to see Teddy at least throw and, you know, make make a uh, play at the guy. Yeah, um, man, we watched it today uh, as a team. And, um, you know, Coach pointed it out, you know, um, that, hey, my effort had to be better there. And I, I totally agree. Um, that's not, you know, the type of tape that I want to put out there. You know, and um, it's one of those situations where you, you get pissed, you know, after you watch it because it's like, you know, you know how much this game means to you. You know, you know, guys out there trying to make a play. And, you know, it's like you feel like you got a little help running towards the sideline. You try to force a cutback. But in slow, in real time, in slow motion, I'm sorry, in real time, it feels like, hey, everything's happening fast. I should force a cutback. But when you slow it down, it's like, man, you know, just give more effort. So, you know, you, you watch it and you, you walk away from it pissed, you know, at yourself, at the effort. You know, uh, credit Slay, he made a great play also. But, you know, it's one of those deals where, you know, we got guys diving, trying to make the tackle, you know, and I just needed to just lay it all out, you know, for the guys in that moment. Look, we got to take a break, but uh, I, I still think that part of this conversation needs to be we harp on how important it is for quarterbacks to protect themselves, to avoid contact. We talk about it when they have the ball in their hands. I think there's something to be said for avoiding contact when the ball isn't in your hands. And I think the better thing to do is just stay where you are, because when you get too close to the fire, if you don't put your hand in it, 
you're going to have a moment like you had yesterday. Well, I, I get it. But to me there, you know, it just, again, the way the play laid out and Darius Slay going right to left to back to right. Now, like it's, even if he just stood there and where he was there, his team's going to look at him and go, wait, wait, you just said in that press conference, you know, you know how competitive I am. And I want to win. No, I don't. I don't know. Not after that play. I don't. You went you over team right there. And, like, Mike, there's too many big plays in the history of the sport, whether we go back to – I mean, what, what, what should Big Ben have not tackled the guy? Season's the, on the line. Oh, oh on the this line. season was on the line for them. No, They're in deep no. crap. Post-season. It is. No. It's on the line. No, His no, no, life no, no, really, no, 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 He no, took no, him no. over that. No. It's, it's, it, it, the season's always on the line. They're, no, they're not, scrapping it, the, for a playoff The season spot. literally was on the line. The yeah. season literally well, was on the line. He will literally be on the bench game. next year somewhere else because of <laughs> stuff like that. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. Uh, more PFT Live right after this. Critical play on Sunday in Nashville with the game tied at six late in the first half. Interception in the end zone by Marcus Williams. And we are now conditioned to hold our breaths to see because there was someone near the quarterback. Oh, there's that little yellow message on the bug at the bottom of the screen. And yes, roughing the passer. The umpire looked at it. Oh, see, he's grabbing the flag. Yeah, I think I'll throw the flag. Sean Payton did not comment on the situation after the game he appeared on wwl radio last night let's have a listen to what sean payton had to say one day later the, the foul's called roughing right but yeah. it has to be it has to be roughing right now yeah there's no roughing yeah, I mean, going on come on um listen <laughs> it's you know it, it, i can't talk about anyone's one call but i i know that uh that's that's one of those penalties that man that at that time in the game, especially when you have a turnover in the, in the, in the red right. zone, points are going to be at a premium. Field position is going to be at a premium. And uh, is what it is. Oh, you can talk about that one call if you're willing to forego a little chunk of your next paycheck that goes to the charity of the NFL's choice. I mean, you can do it. But, you know, for as inconsistent as the NFL is when it comes to the COVID protocols, they definitely will levy fines if you dare say what everyone else is saying it was a crap decision by an official who should never have thrown that flag and chris my concern is now we're just we just accept it yeah we accept it right we're just like we wait for it we wait i i made the point yesterday we wait for it like we do after a long kick return we wait to see if there's a a yellow flag on the ground somewhere. We just expect it. Now yeah. we factor that anticipation into our viewing of the game. And we just accept that there's the possibility of a horse crap call. Yeah, no, I mean, the great Yogi Berra said, you know, common sense ain't that common. And we're not seeing any common sense from referees right now or the NFL and the officiating. I mean, it's just not. I, I don't know what else to say. Again, that's not why that rule was put in there. You know, for, oh, he his fingernail grazed his neck. No, that's not why it's there. They're gone way too far. They're ruining it. Ruining the game. Ruined a great moment right there. Might have, might, who knows? Saints might miss the playoffs now because of that game. But they're not ruining the game because you still watched I last did, night. Yeah. I still watched right. last night. We're still going to watch I this know. weekend. We're not going to storm out in protest over it as fans or members of the media. So they're not ruining anything. They're just changing it. They're, they're not cha- ruined. You're right. It's just changed. I'll, I'll say you're not. They're, 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 well, in, in my eyes, they're ruining it. They are. I'm still going to watch. But you're right, they are. And that's to me where, I, I mean, literally, I've had a passion lately to start going, I think I might make this a weekly thing on our show here. And just let's let's see the 10 dumbest penalties of the week and how they affected the game. 
because I don't know if he, I don't know what it is right now. But that's just to me again. That's just it's pitiful. And then this part of the problem follows up. Wait one second. Just follows up what we saw on Monday night with the Cassius Marsh. Let alone, I saw a way more egregious hit. The play after the stupid, you know, uh, blocking below, you know, outside the tackle box call. That I know the the NFL is very happy that you know that didn't get too much attention because they took points away from those Bears there. But J- Justin Fields, the next play was hit harder than Ryan Tannehill was right there. They didn't call that. There was a number of plays again in the league. Green Bay game. Oh my gosh. I don't know if the referees were watching the game. I don't know what they were doing. They might as well sit there with popcorn right now. I would feel better about it because at least they're out of the way and not ruining it. There is a problem, and go ahead, Mike. I think I know what you're going to say. Well, it's a crisis in officiating, and yes. they need to be full-time. Look, we still need Sky Judge. Yeah. There, there are a lot. There are so many different things that they have to do to fix officiating. I don't know where to begin. Sky Judge needs to happen because there needs to be somebody who sees what we see at home and can bridge the gap in real time efficiently and accurately. But they also need to make the officials full-time employees. Why don't they do it? Because they're too damn cheap. They like the idea that these... People have other jobs that they go to that pay them a decent amount of money, and then this NFL officiating thing is a side hustle that there isn't a full commitment from the league financially. The problem is you don't get the full commitment from the employee either. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, all week long, they should be studying film. They should be having Zoom meetings. They should be meeting in person. They should be doing the same things the players and the coaches do when you're held accountable in the film room. Yeah. When we talk about what's the standard. Hey, what did Barry Anderson do wrong here, guys? Why shouldn't he have thrown that flag? Hey, Barry, what did you see when you did that? If you know you're going to face that kind of heat, not just get a report card, but when you're going to face that kind of in-person, uncomfortable, awkward conversation where you got to explain yourself, just like we talked about earlier. Fear. Great motivator. 100%, Mike. Knowing that you're going to get called out for that mistake in front of your peers, and you're going to have to explain yourself. And, and you just you talk it through. We have these we spend hours. Instead of you're going back to sell real estate or practice law or do whatever it is that you do other than officiate games, all of your time, 12 months out of the year, I, in a half hour, I could come up with a full schedule of everything we're going to do all year round to get people to the point where they are officiating machines because everybody else involved in the sport is putting the full year into it. Why should the officials be exempt? We put the full year into it. Right. Why aren't the officials putting the full year into it? All right, let's take a break. Goats, is it Goats in a Bad Way? Next, Goats in a Bad Way. Oh, baby. Goats in a Bad Way. When PFT Live continues right after this. Of course that's got to be personal to Dan Quinn. You know, brought them to the Super Bowl. It didn't end the right way there. He's reinvented himself to become a way, uh, a way better schematical defensive coach. Is that a word, schematical? I think it is. Close enough. Yeah, close enough. We'll take it. Yes. Accidental scholar returns. (laughs) Well done. Well done. Way to go, EJ. Bula bula. All right, uh, let's get into it. Oh, oh, we, oh, 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 I got a trivia question for you. Even oh. though we probably don't have a whole lot of time, we're going to have to fly through the draft. The Seahawks were shut out for the first time in the Russell Wilson era. The last time they were shut out was week two, 2011. Who was their quarterback that day? Whoa, week two, 2011. Oh, my gosh. Who was the quarterback that day? I know it. I know it. You do I know, know it. it? Oh, I see it. I see it, but I knew it. I'm not I looking. It. Yes. I'm not looking. I'm just trying to... Um, 
Oh, um, man, he played for the Vikings too, right? Uh, D- yeah, D- Jackson, not, Ter- uh, uh, Tavarius Jackson, Tavarius Jackson. Tavares Jackson, close Tavares, enough. Tavares yeah. Jackson. Boom, I Second got round it. pick out of Alabama A&M in 2006 was when, supposed when to be Brad When you said you got it, it helped Cunningham. me. It helped it's me because I was much. like, oh, it might be an ex-Viking. That's why he might know. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. You're up. Um, all right. There's some good ones to pick from this week. There's a lot of goats in a bad way. There is. I got a pretty damn long list. I'm going to go back to Thursday night, all right? Um, I'm, I'm going to take Greg Roman and Lamar Jackson. I, I don't know both. I don't know who to blame here, all right? But you heard me probably yelling about this a little bit on Sunday in the screening room. I mean, the Dolphins lined up at an all-out blitz package like every play from the halfway through the second quarter for the rest of the game. And the Ravens had no answer. And it was an issue a few weeks ago at the end of the game against the Cincinnati Bengals that the Ravens lost. And you'd think, man, this is an issue. We're not good at this. We might want to fix it. Somebody might watch this on film and do it to us again. The Dolphins are kind of famous for doing it already. The lack of plan and to just look the way they did with the same defense over and over yeah, goat in a bad way, Roman and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. I, I Friday, Peter King and I were all over that. The number of blitzes and no answer for what? it. And wow, get, hey, get ready, Ravens. You're gonna see Seriously. that until you show that you can stop it. Right. Uh, I'm going with Kyle Shanahan's son, Sean McVay. Uh, <laughs> we, we, for all the reasons we've already discussed earlier in the program, it's showtime except when it isn't. They're all in, but just like Teddy KGB, they they lose. All right. Round two. All right. Um, I was going to go to like, I, you know, the refs in the Packers game deserve a little, you know, no doubt about it. I'm going to do this one because I just, I'm sick of it. You know, I'm sick of it. The fourth down and we're being aggressive. All right. The game is seven to freaking nothing. Carolina Panthers, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals are at their own 40 yard line. The Carolina Panthers offense hasn't been able to move the ball in a month. And you're going to give them the ball at the 40-yard line with the game 7-0 in the first quarter. And quarterback sneak it up the middle against that group with all those big bad dudes the Carolina Panthers have? To me, it's just, again, there's the aggressive fourth down crap. I'm sick of it. Punt the ball away. You got a great defense. Make Carolina drive the field. I'm going to go Cliff Kingsbury there. Yes. So, okay, Cliff Kingsbury. I, right. I, look, I'm going to stick with uh, the coaching tree here, the McVay coaching tree, and say Shane Waldron. You had two Woo. weeks to get ready for this game. You got Russell Wilson back, and you can't score a single point. And this was the savior that was going to fix the relationship and make everything fine between Russ and the Seahawks. It's just a matter of time before somebody publishes a list of the teams to which Russell Wilson will accept a trade in 2022. Because if you can't score a point in a game that you need, it's over. It's done. And uh, we're over and done until we return with round three of the Goats in a Bad Way draft for week 10. We'll do that next on PFT Live. All right, round three, Goats in a Bad Way. Christopher, what do you got? All right, well, like I said, I mean, the refs in the Packers game, Seahawks game, certainly up here, no doubt about it. I mean, I, we could I, – I, I mean – all due respect, Teddy business decision deserves to be on here. He does, but I'm going to leave him off because we d- devoted a segment already. 
So I'm going to put the Jets fans on there. The Jets fans. That's right. Goats in a bad way. You thought Mike White was the savior of the franchise. <laughs> Jets fans. Man, show some loyalty a little bit. Holy crap. Oh boy. Young guy struggles, and he's had some moments that have been great. And, yes, he's a young guy that struggled with not a lot, a whole lot of talent around him. And, man, they wanted to trade him away, the number two pick in the draft because of a dink and dunk show against the Bengals a few weeks ago. Yeah, Jets fans, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell you were thinking. And I don't. I like Mike White. It's not personal to him. It's, it's more about the Jets and the talk here in New York over the last few weeks about him. At C. Sims QB <laughs> is the Twitter handle. That's not right. at Pro Football Talk. Right. At C. That's Sims right, Jets fans. QB. I'm a Giants Jets fan. Fans. Jets fans. That's right. Pete, Pete, <laughs> Pete will read and interact. Chris will not. I will unless not. He's, uh, unless I'll, I'll get fired if I start interacting. <laughs> days early. Uh, last, one, last one for me. Uh, in, in some seriousness, and, and to continue the coaching vibe, Joe Woods. Based on the comments that Miles Garrett made after the game, mm. that they made no adjustments during the course of the game as they got their asses kicked repeatedly by the Patriots. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a real problem. Kevin Stefanski said he spoke to Garrett about it yesterday, but should be speaking to Woods, too, if he's not making adjustments. No That's doubt. not the way to win football games. We're done. We're out. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. See you.